Welcome to the Add a Girl podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Solo. I'm here with my most lovely co-host, Brittany Gibbons. Hello. And a special surprise. Your favorite old host, Kara Dennison, is here, everybody. Hello. It's so good to be here to hand back the reins. Oh, oh, thanks so for taking it over. Such a for full circle moment I'm witnessing here. It really, it really is. is. I'm just here to watch this go down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so exciting to be back yeah. here. I'm so glad Adagirl lives better than ever. You know, it was weird because like when you said you were stepping away, I mean, we well, let's just have a talk about it, right? Let's talk about it. Sure. You, you were stepping away uh, you, and, and we can, we're going to talk about that on today's episode. Hope you're open to it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Time, Brittany and I were launching this raw ambition podcast. That was like one of our biggest public failures we've ever had. Uh, and you know, that stuff happened. No, it was my biggest one. Oh, in my mind, it was for me okay. because okay. it affected so many other things. Sure. Business wise. Right. Yeah. Like, that podcast went so out of control for me. That it started to affect all this shit at 424 degrees marketing company. I was missing appointments to like record podcasts and stuff. It just was like completely crazy. And everyone was mad at me. And uh, we just said, we're not doing it right. Like it was just like out of control. Like sometimes in your life, you just have to be like, I can't fucking do this. But at the same time, Kara was experiencing these moments in other ways in her business. And so everything just kind of fell apart for a few months. All three of us girls kind of took a moment, got our fucking shit together, got a new plan into place. And now look at us. We're all like shifting around and doing different things. And I guess like it's kind of awesome, right? Like everything actually works out. Even when it gets fucking hard, you guys, it always ends up working out in the end for everybody. Yeah. So Kara, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to these last couple months? Yeah, I've been up to <laughs> been up to some heavy stuff. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's just rip off the bandaid and I'll I'll tell the the public about what's been going on. So, um, you know, I had one of those moments where I sort of like you, where I was like, you know what, it's out of control. I just have to quit. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because I actually got hit with a lot of medical stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. so, um, I've been learning a lot of lessons, but what ended up happening is I got hit in the middle of a Saturday with a lot of pain in my abdomen and, you know, a lot of women, (laughs) me especially, but, um, a lot of women do this too, is we just, Oh, it'll go away. I'm sure it'll just pass for me. I thought it was an ovarian cyst. Um, and I've had those before and, Oh, you know, I'll just let it, let it ride, you know, no big deal. Well, four or five days later with, you know, level eight pain, <laughs> like this isn't going away. Um, so this kind of kickstarted a few months of tests and, and things like that. And it turns out that I had four really concerning medical issues. Um, and one of them was potentially cancer, um, blood cancer actually. And, um, having multiple doctors tell you that you potentially are going to have blood cancer that really sends you for a a big loop. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) so it, it was really crazy. And at that point I, I 
took a look at everything in my life and I said, anything that really wasn't um, necessary, I'm, I'm cutting. And yes. fortunately at a girl podcast was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I got off of TikTok immediately. So if you're a TikTok follower of mine, um, unfortunately I got off of that immediately too. Um, and I really started analyzing what, what's going on, what was my role in this? Um, and not saying that, you know, I'm at fault for my medical stuff, but where, where was I in my life and what was I doing? And frankly, what was happening is I was working like 16 hour days, like every single day. And, um, you know, spending time on TikTok and, and working myself to the bone. And what I really realized is that a lot of my medical stuff was because of years and years and years, like decade worth of chronic burnout and stress. And it's because of lessons that I probably should have learned or could have learned and didn't, um, like setting boundaries and, and, um, overcoming people pleasing and my perfectionist and, and things like that, that helped me become successful. Um, but unfortunately I was used to putting myself last because I wanted to be that people pleaser, be that perfectionist and do all those things in corporate that I thought if I quit and started my own business, it would all go away. And unfortunately it didn't. Um, you just created more jobs for yourself. Build that schedule all the way up. I know what that feels like. So, so I brought it all the way down to the basics and I, I quickly hired a team. I hired people so that I can start delegating. And that was a huge lesson for me because I, uh, I like being in control. I like knowing those things and letting go and delegating is hard. Um, and I spent a lot of time getting back to the basics of how do I take care of myself? How do I take care of my body? What does my body need now that I have all these medical things, including, you know, um, the potential blood cancer. I have a tumor now too, that I have to worry about. Um, it's benign. It's, it's not cancer. And luckily through all of this, um, I made some lifestyle changes and got cancer taken off the table, thankfully. Um, and, um, I'm on, on the road to recovery and learning a lot of good lessons, which is great, but now it's trying to really, um, it feels selfish, but it's not, it's, it's putting myself first and, um, really figuring out how to fill my cup first so that I can be better for my clients, for my team. Um, because I was pouring from an empty cup every single day and it, it wasn't, it wasn't the best version of myself. So I want to tell you, you were like highly inspiring to me through this time. And you know, I don't even think you know this because I don't think I've told you this yet, but like when you started slowing everything down, it was like watching me. Like I looked at you and I was like, holy fuck, I'm going to be Kara. Like I also have got to slow this shit down. And just you giving yourself permission to like stop doing everything made it feel like I also had permission to stop doing everything because I see you as like such a successful woman. I tell you all the time. I'm like, man, you're so influential. Like, I just fucking love you, Kara Dennison. But like to see you say, listen, we don't have to fucking go this hard. Like you got to take care of yourself first. It was like permission granted. Like, okay. I've been feeling the same level of overwhelm and stress and working 16 hour days and like, like literally from like 5 a.m. until midnight, just non fucking stop going. And like, how long can you really maintain that sort of level? Right. So it is it is 
highly satisfying to see you still doing so well and putting yourself first. Like, it's like, okay, she did it. I can definitely put some things down and still be successful because it's not like your business closed when you did that, right? Like you're still banging on doing good. What's crazy is that we're doing better. See? So, well, I mean, so that's the goal, right? Like you, you start a business with the idea of having freedom, right? You're like, I want to have this business. I want to be able to have freedom in my career and then, and in turn have freedom in my life. And then you start a business and realize those are all lies. Mm -hmm. Um, you never have freedom ever, especially when you're the business. Cause Carol, like you're the business. Yeah. I mean, people go to, to their, for you, you're, you're the brilliant mind behind all of it. And so it's so hard to think that it's going to continue on Yeah. if you're not like right there. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. It was a like huge mindset shift. Really fucking awesome to see. Yeah. It was hard. It was scary. And the lessons that I've learned, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't wish this on anyone. It was right. scary as hell. I never want anyone to have a, a quote unquote near death experience or whatever, but that's what I felt like I was going through. I've had multiple doctors saying, yes, your blood results, they are blood cancer. You need to go to an oncologist, all this oh, other stuff. And I just can't even imagine like the turmoil you were in, oh like waiting and like waiting for the yeah. next doctor's appointment. Like, it was, oh my uh, God. And yeah. then like still trying to like maintain and it's just crazy. It was wild. And that was, that was the hardest thing, right? Is I couldn't get into the oncologist for weeks. And so what I ended up doing is I had to make a lot of lifestyle changes. So not a lot of people know this because, oh man, we can get real deep, but, um, shamefully I was, I was smoking, I was smoking a lot and I didn't tell people, um, actually not a lot. According to doctors, I was not a heavy smoker. I was only smoking about a pack to a pack and a half a week, but for my body, it was too much. Um, and so they were like, you got to quit smoking. You got to do all this stuff. You have to like increase your vitamins and, and exercise and all this other stuff. And so within the span of about a week, I had to make a complete lifestyle change and I quit smoking cold Turkey, picked up pacing and walking. Um, I had to give up a lot of my coping mechanisms and it ended up being this huge, like experience of mine where I'm pacing my, my porch to, you know, addiction transfer. I'm like, okay, well I'll pace instead of smoke. And I mean, there was one day that I I walked seven miles in one day just because I, you know, couldn't do anything. I can't drink anymore because I have this, this tumor that's benign on my liver. So I can't do that. I can have like one or two drinks every once in a while. Um, And so I had no coping mechanisms. And what it did is it really helped me, well, forced me to face my trauma and my issues. Like why, why did I feel like I had to work so hard? Why did I feel like I had to work 16 hours a day? Why do I feel like I have to respond to people every single day? And one of the the starkest realizations for me is the day that I got the call from my doctor um, of the tumor, right? And my, my dad passed away because he had a tumor that was benign and complications, all this other stuff. So all my life, I lived in fear of a doctor calling me saying I had a tumor. I had that happen to me, that experience happened to me. And as soon as I hung up the phone, I opened up my phone and I had three messages from strangers asking for career advice. And my immediate reaction was, I have to respond. 
I have to respond. I have to give them my time and energy. And there was something inside me that says, why? You don't even know them. Why do you feel like you have to respond? And immediately that day I muted them and I set up a calendar that was a paid calendar so that people can come and pick my brain if they want. Yeah. Right. No more. Do people get my time and energy for free? Because at that point, I really, I thought I only had a limited amount of time left on this earth and it, it was like a huge realization. And so I spent that time walking my porch, living in this hammock and realizing like, why, why did I feel like I had to do this? And a lot of it was, I felt like I had this image, this expectation of myself that I had to be this hustler, right? Had to be this hustle, grit culture. I felt really proud of the fact that I was from Jersey. I was from that. I was this Jersey girl. I can survive on black coffee and cigarettes. Like I can do it all. Right. Mm -hmm. And I liked that part of white knuckling it, right? Like I can white knuckle. I can do anything. You, you give me something. And what it learned, what I learned was there's a part in my childhood where I felt like I was really stupid school was really good at making me feel dumb. And it's because I have a different brain. I have ADHD. I I can't focus. I wasn't good at that. And so I told myself that this limiting belief, this belief system that if I can't be smart, I will work harder than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't until I was in my twenties that I realized I am actually really intelligent. And instead of reverse engineering that and saying, okay, you can work smarter, not harder. I was like, well, great. I can be, I can be both. I will work harder and I will work smarter. And I worked myself into the hospital in my last corporate job and into the hospital in my business. And it wasn't until I started making peace with that and healing that, that I was able to start. Girl, Amber alert. Lord, I don't even know. Sorry. The Amber alert. Yeah. There's nothing new about that. Yeah. Ooh alert or something like that. I've seen that before. Sorry about that guys. Um, where was I? So it wasn't until like, I really started healing that stuff and making peace with that trauma and letting that go and having grace on past versions of myself that I was able to start letting go of that control. Right. Yeah. Because the smoking, for instance, was a big thing. I was feeling really guilty. Like, why did you smoke? Why do you have to smoke? Right. Well, past versions of myself picked up a pack of cigarettes because that was the only thing that kept me alive mm-hmm. at certain points. That was the so, stress relief. That was my stress right. relief. That was it. Yeah. I was depressed and anxious. You gave yourself 10 fucking minutes outside to yeah. relieve a little stress and went back yeah. in and grind. Yeah. 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 And so I had to be okay with that and say, that's fine. But past versions of myself didn't have knowledge of that, that I have now. And so I can let that go. And so I feel much better and I feel more capable of letting things go. And because of that, I am able to be more authentic. I'm able to let some of that shame go because I've made peace with it and I have more flow in my business. I've been able to let go of the peace of the control, have more peace in this. And because I'm showing up more authentically, interestingly enough, my ideal clients are showing up because Mm -hmm. before it was like these clients were coming in, but I wasn't aligning with them because I wasn't being my authentic self because I had to run outside and have a quick smoke just to even deal with going, getting on these like one-on-one sessions with them. 
Now I have these great, amazing conversations with them and I'm helping them. They're coming in more. My team is aligned more and I'm making more money. Yeah. And I well, you've already be- set yourself up for success yeah. alone when you put that calendar up. Like you're already yeah. weeding out people who are just looking to take, take and yeah. not pay you what you're worth for the job that you do. So yeah. right away you're you're weeding those people out, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. having to weed those out is hard. So you're doing that already. Yeah. And, and I'm I just like flourishing. Yeah. And I'm saving my energy. And so now I've set my boundaries and it's you know, once I leave, I really live slowly at, you know, I spend time in the hammock and I spend time with Jack and I don't answer my email and I really try and live intentionally. Um, like when I'm in with you guys now, like I'm really not checking my phone when I'm with Jack, I try not to check my phone with my, with my clients or family. And it just feels so much more life giving, you know, because I've set myself up for, you know, times where I can be in there. It's exciting. I feel like I got a second chance at life. So I get to enjoy every moment. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. I love it. I think you did. I'm so excited. Like, oh, just, I'm just so happy. You're okay. I I just, I I mean, I know, I know it sounds so cliche. Like I'm so glad you're okay, but like, (laughs) I'm just so glad you are okay. Me too. So, and it's always like, you know, oh, it's so great that these, these things happen and it shows you, yeah, it'd be great if they didn't. I yeah, mean, actually, like, way. why does every lesson have to come so Could fucking hard? Like, Here's like, the reason yes. why I think is because lessons keep repeating because you don't fucking learn them. Like, <laughs> you know, like I've, I've tried it soft touch what? on you. Doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because I've tried to quit smoking and I have, I quit smoking multiple times, but I picked it up for a reason, like a couple of years ago again. And, but (laughs) it wasn't even the smoking. Like that's the thing, right. When I got, when I got the, the, you know, non-diagnosis, I was in the car and I was crying and I'm like, I'm the girl who cries after getting the answer that you don't have cancer. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, why does the doctor have to say it was because of smoking? I'm like, because you know, I got this download from the universe. It wasn't the smoking. It was the people pleasing. It was the trauma. It was, the it was all of it. Yeah. It was all of this stuff that I refused to learn. And I felt like the universe kept trying to give me this lesson. Like, Hey, I put you in the hospital at your last corporate job and you didn't learn it then. Like, when are you going to learn this stuff? And it was like, I had to have the smack in the face. I had to have that. You're you all of your blood tests are indicative of blood cancer. You have to make changes now. And it wasn't just, okay, I'll quit smoking. It's like, you have to make the internal changes too. Um, and I'm, I'm so, I'm so fucking grateful. I wouldn't have changed a thing. I mean, it was hard. It was the hardest season I've ever gone through, but I'm a completely different person than I was three months ago. And I'm so grateful. Did not work herself to death. Thank God for it. And now what I'm so grateful for is I have lessons and I have a coach. I hired Rebecca Simmons, who is a coach. Love her. She's amazing. She helped me heal some of my burnout. And now I've hired her to be a part of my team. And she's helping my clients overcome their burnout. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So now we have a more rounded team. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's good for the whole culture. I mean, that shit starts at the top down and I'm as guilty of it as anybody. It's good, Kara. I, uh, I want you to still come on the show sometimes though, because absolutely what I love about this and what I love, what you just said is that when, uh, 
it's been so cool throughout all this is like, I keep saying, and people keep telling me, man, the universe is on your side, right? Because signs keep showing up, things keep showing up. And like this, the Attigo community, you, you started this, you just launched a new business and this is so cool. And when things are meant to be, and we let go of control, right? I was just talking to someone on my team about this. Like every time I've tried to force something to happen yes, and I look back on it, I'm like, well, it was okay. Cause I wanted it and I made it happen. And like, I like the things that I make, but when I just let go of control and things happen, those are like the most amazing things that happen. Right. Yes. Right. And it's so exciting. And so I'm just so thrilled. I'm just so thrilled for you guys taking this back over. Like it's amazing. The Atta Girl was always your baby. What's really cool is that the Atta Girl podcast was the thing that lit a fire under me to even start my business and to start all of this. And then I got to come in and be an Atta Girl like host for a while. And now you get to take it back over and it's amazing. And when things are in flow, I don't know when you have that abundance mindset, abundance goes out and abundance comes back in. It really does. Well, I like the whole Atta Girl brand. I mean, it's just so fantastic. We've had so you've had such great guests on the show. I, I'm proud of the work that you did while you were here. I'm happy for anyone to go back and listen to any episode that you've ever recorded uh, because they're all fantastic. And that's that's what we want to do, especially right now. Women having money is power. And we really want to elevate other women on this show. And, and a big part of elevation is taking care of yourself. Like you, we have to fucking take care of ourselves if we're going to get this power, if we're going to get this money. So, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, so how many hours a day are you working now? Honestly, I average between four to six hours. Nice. I fucking love that, Kara. <laughs> it's amazing. That's actually the dream that we all have. When we start these businesses and we're coming from corporate jobs, we're all like, yeah, I'm going to have freedom and I'm going to work like till two o'clock and then I'm going to go to the pool. And then instead you work until fucking midnight. Like none of this shit is actually yeah. happening. So we have to figure out a way to get out. If, of course, you're going to be in startup mode when you start up. Of mm-hmm. course you are. You, you have to want it that bad that you're willing to do this kind of work. But at some point in time, we have to like take our hands off everything. Let people on our team take some stuff over Decide what is actually just busy work or bullshit work and, and what actually needs to get done. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you've done an excellent job of figuring, man, I just aspire to be you, Kara. I oh. wish <laughs> I was working four to six hours a day. I mean, that's I'm, fucking fantastic. Man. Well, I'm so proud of you. Fair, to be fair, I keep asking my team. I'm like, can you add me back onto the sales calendars? Like, I want to do this. And my business coach and my husband keep saying like, no, <laughs> You can't, you are still recovering. Like, do you understand that? And I'm like, please, I'm bored. Like I want to do this. And they're like, go to the hammock, go hang out, go water the plants. Um, But it is nice. It's, it's nice. And the one thing that I want everyone to know is like, the thing that really hit me and I I have, God, I like have to write this book now. Like, yeah, (laughs) you have to write, I really do. Um, but you know, taking care of yourself. The one thing that really hit me over the head was when my business coach said, like, he sat me down and was like, if you go down, you do know your whole business goes down. Right. And I was like, fuck, like, and he's like, now it's to the point of where you have to take care of yourself. Like we have to figure this out because it got so bad that now you're, you're going on doctor's appointments. You're going into the hospital. Like this is all happening. So we have to figure it out. 
And it broke my heart because I let it get that bad. And if you're a business owner, if you are a mother, if you're a wife, if you are just any woman in this world, unfortunately, we take on so much, so much of the mental load of the household, of the business, of your corporate job, of whatever it is that we also have higher pain tolerances a lot. We let it go for much longer that it, most of the time we push it off. And I know Brittany, you, you've kind of experienced this a lot too. Like we push it off for so long that it gets to an emergency situation before we actually decide to take care of ourselves. And anyone listening to this, I just, if you are feeling stressed, you're feeling burnt out or you're feeling whatever, it is not selfish to say, I need help. I need a minute. I need to take care of ourselves. And it's not just that self-care, like I'm going to take a bubble bath or whatever. It's sometimes doing that hard inner work of why am I maneuvering like this? Why do I feel like I have to please everyone? Why can't I set a boundary? Like, what is it about me or past versions of me that feel like I can't do this and do the hard work because it's, it's so worth it. It really is. You know, what's fun about starting to set boundaries. Cause I too am new to it. Yeah. Um, what's fun is it, it becomes like fucking addicting, right? It really like, does. Oh, like you start setting these boundaries and it starts working out in your favor. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, well, shit, I'm going to set some more boundaries. Yeah. It's like, so like one this- of those like mosquito zappers and you're like, yeah. oh, I just want to see this boundary go off one time. Like I want somebody to test it. So yeah. I can just see what it does. And then when you realize it's successful, you're like, well, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So like this weekend, I was all nervous because there was this big charity event in town for the pride organization. And we do a lot for pride. But man, we just came back from this retreat and I hadn't seen my kids and I just didn't want to go anywhere. We were also supposed to go to a wedding this weekend. And I was just like, Sean, I'm so burned out. Like we just launched a business during our retreat. I just want to be at fucking home. I just want to wear sweatpants. I don't want to put makeup on. I don't want to see anyone. And so immediately I was like, I'm sorry. I put a card in the mail. I can't be at your wedding. And also, I'm sorry. I can't be at this pride event. I just can't do it. And I thought for sure, I was so anxious. I was like, oh my God, people are gonna be so fucking mad at me for like not showing up. Everyone understood. They were totally fine with this shit. So like, that's the fun part about a boundary. Like the things that were like, oh God, I got to do it because people will be mad at me. So I don't want to set this boundary. I don't think people are going to be mad at us for setting the boundary. Like, it's a fun thing to try. Try it. And if they do get mad at you, I've already practiced what I would say about it in the shower 45 times today. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's kind of cool is sometimes we practice these arguments on our head and we we get all worked up. Yeah. And we expect people to have one response. And most of the time I find that that never typically happens. Like people usually surprise me. Yeah. Yeah cool. So, all right. If you were to give a suggestion today, Kara, mm-hmm. of to some, to some woman listening, who's just completely overworked, overwhelmed, needs to set one fucking boundary. Hmm. What boundary should she start with? Where would you start? I think social media was a big boundary you put in. I mean, social media is a racket, but like, what are you thinking? Where do you start? I would start if she is completely overwhelmed I would start with yourself. So 
a lot of times what I have found to be the most important thing in my current routine is getting quiet with myself before I even start the day. Because what I was finding in that 16 hour days, both in corporate and in my business is I would wake up and I would hit the ground running on my phone, like checking email, checking social media, checking, you know, even while I was in the bathroom, brushing my teeth, like doing all this stuff. And then I would get into the office and I would be on Marco Polo and I'd be doing this and I'd be talking to this. And there was literally not even 30 seconds throughout the day that I wasn't basically numbing myself out. Like, so that I didn't have to think about myself, my anxieties, my inner shit. And all the way up until the end of the day where Jack would have, my husband would have to take my phone and my glasses off and like put me to bed. Um, so I would say the most important thing is just find 10 minutes of your day, probably in the morning and get quiet, whether it's meditation. I do morning pages now where it's just like writing three pages in a notebook or a journal where you just get your thoughts out. Yeah. And so that you can just figure out what you need, because if you're that stressed out and burnt out, finding 10 minutes where you can either write in a journal, meditate or get quiet, it will help center you so that you can start making decisions and making boundaries that are in your Mm -hmm. best interest. Yeah. So another tip for burnout that my coach made me go through was, um, Brandy had me write down like everything I do all day Mm -hmm. and then rank this shit. So like threes are like things that I could definitely, that I don't like doing that I need to delegate because I don't like them. Twos are things that, you know, they're okay. They're kind of time consuming, but I'm probably the one that has to do them. And the ones, so rank them one, two, three. And the ones were like, no one can do this shit but me. Mm -hmm. So when I started looking at that list, it was very easy to see like one, two, three, Okay, I can delegate all these threes out because I don't even like doing that shit anyway. Right. So a lot of that was like tedious shit, like client type art graphics stuff that other people could do for sure. Twos were like client calls like, yeah, they still want to see me. So I'm going to have to go. Mm -hmm. And ones were like, I'm in charge of the sales. Like I'm going to make the deals like that kind of thing still has to be me. I've become so obsessed with this one, two, three system that I am honestly just trying to make everything a one. Like I only want to do what I actually want to be doing and delegate the rest of this fucking shit out of my life. I'm trying to get to this. I think that's four hour work day. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's just really difficult when you're just so overwhelmed that you can't find any time Mm -hmm. to even take care of yourself. But I love the 10 minute idea. I think it's really smart. I love the three, two, one and the prioritization. um, Yeah. Because Sometimes when we, a friend said something like really interesting, when you're kind of controlling and and this codependent, you, it's almost like manipulative, right? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. you can't do this. I have to do this, but it's, it's not right. Like people surprise you. Like when you let go of control, like you would be surprised that you don't have to do everything surprisingly. And then there was this moment when I was healing where I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm not even that important anymore. (laughs) Like, um, but it's, it's interesting because when you start listing these things out, you start realizing like, Oh, Hey, I don't have to, maybe that's just a self-importance sort of situation that I have with that task. Well, it is all self-importance, right? Like I have decided in my brain that the busier I am, the more important that I am. So that's what my brain thinks. It wants to be an important person. So it's going to be busy as fuck. 
But like, you know, one of the things that I delegated out was training new hires. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate training people. Like I'm not, I'm, I suck at it because I have no patience. I'm like, why aren't you picking this up quicker? I move so fast through all my tasks every day. Like I'm a nightmare trainer, but like the second that I gave that up and delegated that out to someone else on the team, our whole team got better. It's like realizing that you're the bottleneck holding up the whole operation Mm -hmm. and by letting go, the whole company does well. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like putting your ego aside too. Oh it's yeah. Hard. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I can't train people. I have an HR background. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't train people though. Why was I trying? Yeah. So yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Well, Kara. Yeah. You're still online. You guys still got a follower. Yeah. Um, she, she's not going to talk to you as much as you want her to, cause she has boundaries now. <laughs> I do have boundaries, <laughs> but here's the great thing about Optimized Career Solutions, my company, yeah. is I have an amazing team. I have incredible amounts of free value online on my TikTok account, on my LinkedIn. I have an incredible team that makes sure that we get tons of free value out there. So make sure you follow me everywhere. Um, but yes, we also have a more rounded team now too. So if you are looking for that next job or in a job search, make sure that you come and talk to us. Our link has changed. It's getstarted.optimizedcareersolutions.com. And now we have a more rounded team too. We have Rebecca will help you heal with your burnout as well as make sure that you get that new job and not feel burnt out and crispy starting it too. That's perfect. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay, guys still work with Kara. We're going to con her into coming back more times. I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Because um, we just love her so much. And she's one of our best friend circle friends. So uh, we wish you all the best, Kara. We're so thankful for all the work that you did on Atta Girl. For the, you pleasure. had it for a long time. Thank so you we really appreciate you. The audience appreciates you. Everyone was sad to see you go. But hey, we, we're going to bring her back sometimes, guys. So don't be Absolutely. too sad. Just be a little sad. <laughs> be excited for Brittany and I, too, because we're Absolutely. excited about this. So, yeah. All right, Brittany. You want to get us out of here? No, no. This is this is a you get out show. I get us out of the other shows. This is a Meredith get out. You show. get us out of Atta Girl by saying goodbye, sisters. Oh, okay, got it. We goodbye, decided. Sisters. You just talked through it. Oh, do it again. The same if you're gonna do talk it again. Oh. Goodbye, sisters. There it is. See? Bye. <laughs>